welcome to HR Sessions. My name is Holly Reeser. And I'm Sydney Evans. And today we have Steve Eller with us. Um, I know in the past um, season, we actually have had some issues with our <laughs> podcast. I'm trying to record with him. So Steve, just to, again to reiterate, thanks so much for uh, willing to cooperate and, and join us just a few times until we get it right. So Steve, we're so excited to have you here. <laughs> Well, thank you. I look yeah, forward to, so uh, to just speaking Steve, with y'all. He's the Chief Human Resource Officer for Beacon Health System based in South Bend, Indiana. In addition to HR, he also oversees the Communications Department as well as Performance Improvement. Um, so he joined the Billion Dollar Health System in 2012, which consists of over 70 locations across Northern Indiana and Southern Michigan, and they employ over 7,200 associates. Um, he also serves as an adjunct faculty at Indiana University, as well as Bethel University. And he graduated from IU um, Bloomington, which is very you know, fun to see. We always love that, um, with a degree in administration. And then he received a MBA from Indiana Wesleyan University. And then his HR um, experience, his career has spanned over 36 years in healthcare, manufacturing, and corporate environments. So he just has a whole, you know, wealth of knowledge, and we're really excited to get into it today. Um, as usual, we will start off with our fun questions. So um, this is an interesting one. Um, Steve, if you could eliminate one thing from your daily schedule, what would it be and why? Um, that is not the question I anticipated. So you guys have done a lot of good, uh, a lot of good research. Um, probably, um, uh, days where, uh, we have excessive meetings because, um, I'm not real good at sitting in one place for a long period of time. I like to move around under normal conditions. Um, I'll go out to some of the operations and I may, you know, spend, uh, one day a week and in, in, in Elkhart County, I may spend you know another day per week over in South Bend at Memorial Hospital and I'll go to the different operations. So I would say maybe um, eliminate the duration of time I may spend in meetings so that then I have more time to get out to the operations, talk to the folks and get to know the individuals that are really out on the front lines, you know, in, in, in delivering the the quality services to our to our patients and supporting the families, you know, when uh, okay. when they're going yeah, through their. Yeah, great. Uh, so yeah, definitely meetings are really, really, you know, tiresome, especially like with me, like everything for me is just like online. So I'm like, I'm just sick of like Zoom. Um, so I love that answer. Holly, what about you? So I was just thinking about it. Um, <laughs> I my answer kind of sounds weird, but. I would kind of eliminate sleeping in because I'm noticing not sleeping in necessarily, but just waking up earlier because when my, when I go into work, my days are really heavy in the morning. Um, and I notice that I'm staying at work longer because I'm coming in later. So <laughs> um, I definitely am trying to get into that routine uh, because if I get there earlier, I can knock so much out, um, be able to leave earlier than six like today. So <laughs> Nice, um, nice. But yeah. So what about you, Sydney? Um, okay. Well, mine is like not a serious answer whatsoever. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The first thing I thought of, like the thing I just hate the most, which is going to sound gross, but I like hate brushing my teeth. That sounds so bad. I like, I'm obviously I brush my teeth every day, <laughs> but it's just like, it's so annoying to me. Like, I just don't like doing it. So 
I guess I would say eliminate that. Um, yeah, that's, that's my answer. Um, but Holly, do you want to get into the more serious questions? Yeah, no, that's hilarious. Um, so yeah, Steve, so how did you get into HR? I know we were going through your background and, and you have a lot of uh, experience and I just, I'm curious how you got into it. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna back up. So as I was growing up, um, my parents ran small businesses in Northern Indiana. So I grew up in an environment of uh, of being in that business setting and, and very quickly um, adapted to it. it. It seemed like I understood it and I um, took to it very very well. So when I went to uh, to Bloomington, um, I wanted to wanted to go into business. And my uh, first reaction uh, after taking business classes in high school was accounting because it seemed like it came to me. Um, very quickly, I understood it, and I liked the fact that it was structured, it was organized, and you you went through a defined process, and then at the end of the month, you close the book, and then the start of the new month, you open it, and you go through it again. So that's what I thought I really was pursuing. I got into probably my third accounting class in Bloomington, and I came to the realization of like, oh my gosh, <laughs> get me out of this, because what I discovered was, it was so structured and it was so defined and it was so formalized that what I thought I uh, was drawing me to it actually was um, uh, I recognized that I just didn't want to be in that type of structured role. So I, I got out of accounting and then started taking some administration classes that evolved into um, you know business administration. And, and, and that affected me because there was a lot of variety So in the course of a day. Um, you may deal with a wide variety of things, which kind of pulled me into that, uh, that phase. And so I finished with a degree in administration from, uh, from Bloomington, had the opportunity uh, right out of school to have a, a position with General Electric, Central Indiana, and a very, very large manufacturing plant right in the um, HR department. And so that got my start, and um, it, it just felt right. And the, uh, like I said, the variety of that I've been encounter, you know, throughout, the day, throughout my career, that's what makes it exciting for me because if something's not going well, I know in about an hour I'm going to do, um, uh, redirect and, and go focus on something else that's going to be, uh, you know, uh, my attention and you hopefully then make some progress on that one and at a later time you come back mm -hmm. to one that's a little bit more challenging and, uh, and, and address it. So that just you know, through experience, I was very fortunate to recognize, you know, um, about, uh, you know, a third of the way up through my undergraduate that um, I needed to get out of accounting and get into another role. And from there, it just, uh, it, it's gone and expanded and I've had a pretty good run. Yeah, of, yeah, uh, that's great. Experience. And I mean, obviously it's great as well that you learned like while you were in college, you were able to like switch that around, but it's exciting because yeah, HR does have a lot of different functions, you know, so you still get that business side, you get the people side, um there's always like financial management that kind of stuff so you still get some of that piece but it's not like as structured as you know the accounting side of it um so yeah that's great thank you so much for taking us through that um and, you know as you have you know all these experiences you're now you know the chief human resource officer um could you maybe give some like advice for so um like myself, I would love to be like a VP of HR or like in your role. What can I like be doing now to to achieve like this long term goal? Well, I would say part of it, you um, uh, need to think about uh, 
the, the skills to prepare you to go in that role. So one of them I, I typically uh, discuss with, uh, with students is, you know, be a continuous learner because things are going to change and evolve. And so, you know, like I said, through, through my run, it's, it's kind of mind boggling when I was preparing the um, introduction for y'all that um, I've been doing this for like 36 years and I'm going to move into year 37. And it's, it's just mind boggling the speed at which time moves on. But, um, but I've had to learn adjust and adapt because things have changed over that period of time. Um, you're going to encounter statutory changes. You know, the laws are going to change or adjust that you've got to modify. But the technology changes are, uh, are, are really amazing as well. So my first job that I referenced with General Electric, we didn't even have desktop computers. We were doing things with um, what we call green bar reports that were printed off of a mainframe. And then we'd go back to our desk and we'd use that information to then manually you know, write out and script how we needed to do our job. So, you know, that continuous learning is the technology is going to change. Um, you know, the, the statutory part is going to change. You're going to have to adjust and adapt. And then um, um, also, you know, people's demands are going to change. And so what folks are looking for today from their employer, and I'll say to a certain degree, they expect from their employer very, very different than probably, you know, what people's expectations were, you know, in the, the decade of the 1980s, the decade of the 1990s, and going forward. So, um, you know, being able to adapt, change, um, I would use the term, um, you know, be nimble. You know, you're going to have to pivot in different ways um, in the areas, you know, that I described, but also, of course, with my day, I'm going to be involved in different discussions and different topics, you know, probably different cultural areas. And so I have to be able to pivot, you know, from what uh, uh, my, uh, my mind focus is. And then the other thing I thought about was uh, a mentor. I was very fortunate in my career. I've had two mentors and I still, um, I still rely on them today. And they were kind of senior HR people uh, when I was starting out in my career. And then when I had opportunities to make some moves to um, uh, different assignments or different roles, they were very, very good to help guide me and to help coach me that, you know, you may want to consider pursuing this move because it can give you um, an area of experience that uh, many other folks do not have. Uh, and in some other situations where um, you may want to think twice about that move because it may not provide you spirit you're seeking. So I think uh, a mentor can be very, very helpful that they can share and reflect on their experiences to. Uh, mm. uh, yeah, no, that's great. And like Sydney said, um, I have pretty big goals for myself and I would like to end up in one of those positions as well. So um, it's really nice hearing that advice and um, just a couple things, you know, constantly learning. I've really seen that um, early in my career um, because when I'm talking to my boss or someone else who has been there for a while or just have been in their career for a while, um, they're constantly seeing things now that I'm just introduced to that, mm -hmm. Um, they're still learning as well. So I know that will continue in my career, which is awesome. And then the mentor piece too, um, I actually just received one. And um, I just think it's so beneficial from day one to start having that those conversations and being able to kind of plan out where you want to end up, such as one, a position that you're in, and then um, just be able to constantly build that relationship and see how to get there. So those were just some of the points that I really liked. Um, I appreciate you walking us through that. Uh, so kind of talking more in depth about your responsibilities and 
what you oversee. Um, I know you touched on HR, communications, um, and performance improvement. So how do you divide your time between all of those and prioritize those tasks? Well, first of all, um, I've got really strong, talented leaders in those roles. And um, I, I couldn't oversee the departments if I had to really dive in deeply you know, on a daily basis. So I said, the first thing is, is you got to have people and strong people that you can rely on, you can trust, and, you know, they can handle, you know, a, a, a large volume of the, uh, of the issues that, uh, that play. So, um, you know, you, you probably hear in, in through, you know, the work you guys do or in some of the studies that, you know, hiring key or talented people is important. I can't emphasize that enough. Um, I'm very blessed to have a team of people that, um, we have, I'll say, a level of similarity in terms of, you know, we're competitive. You know, we want to succeed. Um, we want to be the best department in our organization, and we want to exceed customer expectations. But yet we have um, some, I'll say, differences in the context of we may, we may look at situations differently. And then we, you know, we can have some really good dialogue and some balanced decisions on, uh, on how to proceed forward. So um, I would say uh, that would... Um, that would be one key area. Um, HR is probably the one that takes the most time for me just because it's the largest um, uh, bandwidth in terms of uh, what my responsibilities are. It's probably the most complex and it literally touches, you know, every person in our uh, organization and sometimes it involves uh, a lot in the, in the community. So, um, um, you know, that's probably the, the biggest part of it. And again, uh, just being able to um, utilize my time effectively because I can get to every location and deal with every single situation. And we've got to have um, a series of people that are there uh, to, to handle those kinds of things. And then, you know, with the performance improvement group, um, that one I enjoy. It's very operations focused. And right now we've uh, we've got a few initiatives we're looking, we're looking at um, in terms of January and February. Our business started off very, very slow. And so we had our, um, our weekly meeting yesterday and we laid out, you know, about five priorities and we need to dive into these five priorities to look at what do we need to do to make some short-term changes to make sure we're getting our business back on track. So that one I like because it tends to move at a pretty rapid pace. Um, and then with communication, um, really an opportunity for messaging and the bulk of it is internal, you know, on how we can shape our culture. And, uh, and, and continue to uh, uh, evolve going forward. And we want to, you know, we want to be the premier employer in our area, so we can attract top talent, retain top talent. And so the messaging's uh, really, uh, really important in that area. And you know, to a certain extent, it's got an external uh, reach to it. We'll get content from the media, wanting some information, uh, wanting some stories, and, and we're learning to manage that in a bit more of a proactive way. And so we're not uh, uh, less yeah. reactive. So. You know, priorities will cause you to shift and move your focus. But um, like I said, I, I have, uh, I'm very fortunate. My uh, my administrative resource, he schedules my time and, and she knows, um, you know, how much time I need in certain places, certain days during the week. I have a routine where I'll have one-on-one -on -one meetings with my leaders about every other week. And then in the off week, I'll have like one meeting with them as a group. So then we can talk about things as a group. But then uh, if we need to work on one-on-one -on -one more specific things, we have the opportunity to do that. And it's just a uh, manage of uh, uh, the, the ability for me to effectively manage my time and be awesome. in the right place. I said that's so exciting that like you're 
you know, you oversee all these different um, departments, just because like you said, there's so many like different initiatives going on. To, so to see those actually like taking place, I feel like is very rewarding. Um, and I, was, I also love because like, like communications and performance improvement being like their own departments, but they still like tie into HR. So like, it makes sense that you're in charge of it. Um, so yeah, I just, I just love that. And also quick question, um, for HR, like what different functions do you have? Like, do you have specific people focusing on like diversity and like recruiting and stuff like that? Or is it kind of just like, they're all like HR functions, I guess. So no, we have, we have a pretty, um, a pretty broad base of experience. So yes, we have a group that's basically talent acquisition. And so they're looking to bring people into the organization. And then we have another group that's called organizational effectiveness. And that's our internal development team. And we have a curriculum that we built we call Beacon Academy. And so we have different um, courses and now we're beginning to lay those out in tracks so that if somebody wants to be a leader and move into a manager role or a director role or a vice president role, we're developing these career tracks. They can go down so we can you know, grow our talent internally. Um, um, the competition team, I'm responsible for the benefit team. We have a group that's called um, HRIS, which is uh, Human Resource Information Systems. We have to uh, manage you know, the technology that we use. Um, we got another group that's called um, Employee Health, and they handle the um, like uh, background checks, pre-employment drug screens, I-9 verification for people coming on to the organization. But then also, um, you know, throughout the year, if we have flu shots, or workers' comp issues, or you know, uh, wellness issues, or wellness initiatives. Um, that group manages that part of it. Um, and then um, we have another group. So these are kind of like I'll say support resources, back office, and then we have some HR generalists that are business partners that are deployed throughout the uh, larger entities of the organization. And they're HR generalists. They're out on the front lines. They're kind of handling the day-to-day -day sort of unexpected you know people problems um business problems that occur and um so we have we have that group as well so i'm very blessed that we've got a pretty broad skill set. and over the years that i've been here um we've grown some people to move into some advanced roles and when we needed to add some skill sets that were not in our organization you know we went out and found some talent in our community to build that team and um and we use a lot of key metrics to measure our performance, whether it's um, performance metrics, we have um, net promoter scores. And so um, as higher people, we've got um, ratings we get back from the individual that was joining the organization, as well as the hiring manager. And so we can constantly monitor what our service delivery is and monitor you know, our efficiency, our effectiveness, and then where we have opportunities for improvement, you know, we adjust our process and, and we, you know, yeah, we go forward. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love how like, yeah, how built out your team is. That definitely, you know, helps in just kind of like the goal of HR and you're really able to touch all those aspects. Um, moving on to our next question. Um, we I mentioned earlier that you are adjunct faculty at IU as well as Bethel. Um, again, how do you balance your time between that? I feel like you are in charge of like, a million different things you're involved in different boards uh, can you just take me through that because i would love to be adjunct faculty you know as well so I, I would just love to hear more about that okay well i would say first of all um i'm at a chapter in my life 
where I'll use the term I'm flying solo, right? My kids are grown. Um, my daughter, um, she is just finishing up her master's degree and her and her husband live in Rochester Hills, Michigan. And she's getting ready to move into a new role that would be like a, um, a marketing communications role. Um, my son, he just finished his degree about a year ago. He's actually working in human resources and he's with Amazon out in uh, Las Vegas. And, um, you know, it's coming up on about a one year milestone and his career is taking off. So I'm at a chapter in my life where my kids are grown and gone. And um, I got a lot of free time on my hands where as they were going through, you know, uh, their various initiatives and activities, you know, my daughter, through school, she was a singer and a, and a performer. My son, um, he played uh, basketball and baseball. So I spent a lot of years um, supporting them and their endeavors. And now for me, I've got the luxury of time. So that's, that's probably the first thing. And then, you know, to your question, uh, a lot of it's just time management. You know, I really um, have to structure and budget my time throughout the workday. And then I usually try to create, you know, a little bit of a buffer where I have a couple of hours, you know, to kind of unwind. And that may be, you know, I hit the gym or I go out for a run or, uh, you know, take a walk in, uh, you know, in the woods and just kind of, you know, create that little bit of separation so my, my mind can slow down a little bit. And then in the evenings, um, if I'm not, uh, you know, watching college basketball mm -hmm. or doing some reading, then I, uh, I'm prepping for the classes. And, um, you know, I just I do that in the evenings and figure out at certain times during the week. You know, I have the opportunity to do it. Other times during the week, I may have evening meetings, which means I have to you know, push it off into the weekend. But, you know, um, ma managing priorities, managing time and just think, getting things done at the, um, uh, you know, at the right point in time. And and I do I do enjoy the adjunct faculty because um, uh, I hopefully am able to share real life experiences to enhance you know, what's, what's being discussed through the, um, you know, through the textbook and the curriculum and, and kind of apply it in real life scenarios. And I've had the good fortune to do that a number of times on the Bloomington campus and, you know, collaborate with, with Cheryl Hughes on a regular basis and um, uh, April uh, Gundy in the healthcare administration curriculum. Um, uh, actually, um, uh, I'm, I'm, she was asking me to be in a, uh, a panel to judge some case studies here coming up in a few weeks. So I'm very fortunate to um, have some relationships and the, uh, the confidence of a lot of academic people to pull me into those, uh, to those duties. And that's how really the adjunct faculty sort of evolved. Um, I used to speak on a regular basis at Bethel University in their HR curriculum and um, at the um, IU campus in South Bend. Um, I regularly mentor students and do mock interviews. And, you know, again, building those relationships and networking that kind of led into would you be interested in, uh, in teaching? And, and I do have a passion for, uh, for teaching. Um, early in my career, when I was living in Tennessee, um, I used to teach um, some classes at night in like uh, management and supervision. And I, would, I did that until um, my daughter was born, who's the oldest. And once kind of came into the world then I had to reshuffle my priorities and I kind of put my my passion for teaching on hold for a number of years and then once my kids got into their college um, uh, curriculum then um, I had some time of my own and so I've been uh, been teaching uh, for about the last um, I think I'm going into about year number five I believe uh, for the adjunct faculty and uh, I said enjoyed a lot and I make good relationships and also too it's a good networking um, uh, for our company. 
And I've had a number of students that were in my classes at Bethel and they made a career change and they came to work for Beacon because they felt like, um, you know, it was a place and a culture that they enjoyed. Um, I um, had an individual who was in my class last fall at IU. Um, she's actually working in our HR department. She's been with us now for about three months. And then um, another individual who I was uh, a mentor for, um, she joined our organization in um, late last year, probably around November, December. And um, so it's kind of, again, these networking things uh, work out well because um, I've been blessed to find some talented people in the community. And, you know, they, they felt like um, our healthcare system and our company was a good, uh, a good place for them to come. And uh, they've, they've come this way and they're launching their careers and hopefully yeah. we can help grow them. No, everything you said was um, just amazing. Just kind of explaining all the things, um, you know, throughout your life that you could commit to. And just a couple of things um, that I took away from that. Uh, one, just emphasizing how important work-life balance is um, because when you have that, then you have the energy to put it into other things as well mm -hmm. um, outside of work. And I think that just makes a healthy work environment for everyone. People are coming in with their best attitudes. Um, just there's so many benefits to that. So I think it's so um, amazing when we have guests on the show and we can just talk about things they do outside of work. Uh, Cause it just kind of gives Sydney and I a sense of relief. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, there is time for things um, that we can do and, and benefit our career that aren't necessarily, you know, the nine to five jobs. So um, I thought that was so cool. And then the other thing, um, one thing I appreciate so much about IU, and of course, this is at other schools as well, um, but just bringing in experienced professionals as professors, because again, they have the experience, the knowledge, the stories, the connections, and um, I've really seen that at IU. Again, I know at other schools as well, but I think they really emphasize that, especially at SPIA and in the HR program. So um, I think it's so great that IU really... Um, aims for that at least, um, because it's helped me and Sydney in so many ways. Mm -hmm. So that's so cool. Um, yeah. Well, I'd also add too, if I could, um, attack onto that is, you know, so I mentioned earlier about having you know, mentors, you know, the mentors that I had, they were a number of years older than me. And so they were, you know, they already had their kids. And so they, you know, give me good advice along the way as, you know, um, uh, you know, my family comes along and I've got a couple of kids and, you know, they just emphasize, don't miss the important milestones for your kids because you think, oh, well, you'll get to the next one and you get to the next one. And then they'll say all of a sudden you blink your eyes and they graduated from high school and they're going off to college and they're going to be, you know, kind of on their own as adults. And so that advice I really took to heart and I watched them. You know, I watched what they did because words will take you so far, but the actions really make an impact. And I watched these individuals as they were definitely there for the birthdays and the events for their kids. And, um, and I saw how that helped them, you know, have a, have a good solid family and a stable family and a, and a good, you know, balance in their life. And, and I'm proud to say that, you know, through, you know, each kid, um, you know, going through 18 birthdays with each, with each kid, I had 36 opportunities. I only missed one out of 36. And that was because we were negotiating a labor contract and we were supposed to get it done. And uh, we didn't get it done on time. We had to go into the weekend and my son's birthday was on a Saturday. And I unfortunately, you know, didn't get back for that particular one. But, you know, I, like I said, I made, uh, I made 35 out of 36, which I was mm -hmm. pretty proud of. No, that's great. And, you know, I know Sydney and I will take that with us after this episode as well. But 
um, again, those are important things. And um, just, again, emphasizing the work-life balance um, will just trickle down and affect other ways in a positive way. So, no, I think that's great. And really to wrap up here with the last question, um, Beacon was recognized as one of the top 100 healthiest employers in the United States. Um, How did HR contribute to this? Well, they had a pretty um, significant role. So first of all, um, we have a team we call Total Rewards, which is uh, part of our, our benefits group. And, you know, they design and, and, and they basically implement our benefit programs. And so through, um, you know, experiences that we have here, benchmarking other organizations and doing some research, you know, we evolved, you know, our benefits plan. And also too, you know, we had to have the right culture. And so fortunately, being in the healthcare industry, you know, a lot of the folks are very focused on, you know, taking care of themselves and, you know, you know, maintaining, you know, good habits like getting plenty of sleep, eating the right food and, and their caregivers. So that culture um, is a big deal. And we have, you know, a lot of leaders in our organization that they believe in that. And so, you know, the, the concept you mentioned about work-life balance, we emphasize that a lot. And a lot of our leaders tend to um, reiterate that across the organization. So, you know, we have a good, uh, a good culture and then the right people there to kind of help continue to drive that. And then to a certain degree, you have to build in, you know, the right incentives. And some of this incentives, you know, could be, you know, behavior oriented. And some of them may be a little bit financially uh, driven to adjust behaviors. And so, um, you know, we, we learned from experience that we built those in there. And then, um, you know, we, uh, we utilize, um, you know, the communications group, and, um, you know, uh, get out the right messaging, the right follow ups, you know, every now and then you got to kind of nudge people a little bit here and there to kind of make sure they're on track. And, and we got to the deployment part of it. And, um, you know, fortunately, um, we've, we've been on a pretty good run. We've been recognized um, in the healthiest 100 for several years. And, you know, I would say it's the right thing to do to make sure that, you know, our, our, our workforce has the right tools and the right resources, you know, to help them with that. But then the second uh, side benefit is, is, um, you know, there's some some good financial uh, results, too, because, you know, our um, health care rates in terms of high dollar claims for people needing some services that may be um, for situations that could be preventable. You know, we we typically run at a lower rate than most other companies in our community. And so, like I said, it's the right thing to do for our workforce because we want them to be healthy. But then it makes our business a little bit more solid because, like I said, we, we reap some some good financial mm-hmm. results. No, that's fantastic. I think it's awesome to, to emphasize the importance of HR as a whole. Uh, but even breaking it down further to total rewards and just explaining what they do, because when you start in care, caring about your employees and really focus on that ER portion of HR, um, again, you'll get things like the top 100 healthiest employers mm-hmm. because you're taking care of your employees and really, you know, caring about their mental health, physical health, all the rest. So um, I think that's great. And, and Steve, really appreciate you breaking down all these questions, talking about um, your experience, how you got to HR, um, everything. It was so helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Cindy and I will take a lot from this conversation. Um, and again, thanks for being <laughs> patient and working with us um, while we have some podcast troubles. I'm really glad we got to record this. So thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. And um, like I said, if there's other things that come up, other questions you can think of, or I can be a resource, you know, certainly, um, you know, shoot me a note out on LinkedIn. And be glad to, uh, you know, answer any questions or, you know, when things get back to normal, I know I'm um, uh, contracted to teach 
a course at IU in the fall, and it's going to be in person. Last year, uh, when I taught, we did half the course in person, and then um, we we navigated to um, to Zoom for the last half of the semester. And I'm really excited that uh, starting out in uh, in August, um, you know, back on the IU campus, we'll be in person. And so, um, if, if there's things that we can do. Um, like I said, face to face, I'd be glad to help you. And, and actually, I uh, I'd start my next class at Bethel in about uh, four or five weeks. I'm going to teach my ethics class there uh, beginning the, um, uh, the first part of May. That's great. Well, if you're at IU or Bethel, you know, sign up for his class. <laughs> uh, he has a lot to bring. Um, and so I know you mentioned LinkedIn to connect. Um, is there anywhere else or um, maybe any jobs that Beacon people can be looking out for? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, just continue to monitor the job posting website at Beacon. Um, they change continuously. Um, we have a, a program we call the Fellows Program, which is an accelerated um, um, uh, management development program. And our first two uh, participants are IU alum, uh, Noah and Ben. Uh, we recruited them uh, last year, and so they're just coming up. They'll celebrate one year, uh, their one-year anniversary for us in uh, June. And actually, um, the two um, I took the two of them to dinner last night, and uh, I'm the I'm the mentor to uh, to Noah and keep a real close track of of Ben, just making sure that we're onboarding them correctly. And this this development program, we rotate them um, four times every six months. So then over a two year span of time, they've had good exposure to different um, cultures and different um, aspects of our business. And then when they complete the two year uh, rotation, then we'll slot them in a more long-term role and then try to accelerate their advancement into uh, to management. So so Ben and Noah um, are, are two guys and I'm very proud that um, came off the uh, uh, the Bloomington campus and you know I, I got to know them through coming down there and, and speaking. And we've got uh, two more that we plan to add on in uh, the middle of uh, uh, the year in 2021. And uh, when I was talking to uh, Ben and Noah last night, they're part of the interview team. Uh, we've narrowed it down to four people to fill uh, those last two spots. And a couple of those are, uh, uh, our IU students right now. So uh, hopefully we can continue to uh, uh, add more uh, alumni and, and have this place look a little bit more crimson around here. Oh, yes. Go Hoosiers. <laughs> um, but no, again, thank you so much. Um, any students listening, um, please, you know, reach out on LinkedIn. Again, look out for Beacon um, and utilize this resource. So thank you so much for uh, for joining us today. Um, and this has been HR Sessions with Holly Reeser and Sydney Evans. Thank you.